Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard, and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL talk. Back for part two of our season preview. We've done uh, 16th to 9th on our first part of the season preview. We are now going to be working on the 2013 top eight, going from eighth to first, talking about where we think they will finish in the 2014 season, as well as some gains and losses and just uh, some thoughts. And starting off, eighth place from 2013 was the North Queensland Cowboys. Yeah, the Cowboys um, had a difficult end to the season. Um, again in 2013, as they suffered in, in uh, 2012, obviously going out on the back of the seventh tackle last year, um, the hand of four in the year before that. Um, and, you know, last year they were probably disappointments to most people because, uh, you know, a lot of people had them locked into the top four, including us. I picked um, them to win the comp or be in the grand final. Yeah, course, so. I, they, they just uh, they didn't start the year real well. Um, obviously, Origin took its toll with Thurston out. They made a late run. Um, got in there, uh, which was a, a minor miracle in itself, um, and then went straight out the back door to obviously in controversial circumstances. But um, I think the future again looks bright for them. Um, first, a name the golden boot, a new coach. Um, I think it's a good time for a change for them um, yeah. before they went on that downslope. And uh, their premiership window has probably got maybe this year and next year, and, um, and then they're going to be in a rebuilding phase, I guess. Mm. Well, Tarmow looked really good last weekend, a lot better than what he did during the year. Scott, you know what you're going to get from him. Uh, Sims will probably look like he was warming up a bit last week in the nines, but Tarmalolo, again, another player that looked good. Uh, some good young outside backs. Matty Bowen's cousin, Jarvid. Kyle Felt, Winnerstein looked sharp, Lynette. Um, but, yeah, Jonathan Thurston's obviously the headliner of all that. Regardless of what's around him, you'd think he'd be... Uh, a top eight chance, but with what's going on there and some of the players they pushed through last year, plus moving on a, a little bit of older and dead wood, uh, I think they're in a pretty good spot for this season. Yeah, I agree. I, I really agree. Um, I didn't think Thurston had a really great club season last year. No. Um, he didn't have a real good Origin 1, but from that point on, Origin 2 onwards, he really kicked up um, and the Cowboys form seemed to correlate with that. Mm. Well, key positions, I suppose... Uh, we always focus on them. Obviously, the Cowboys are probably one team that gets a bit of exception to that rule purely on having Jonathan Thurston, who's so dominant. But Louis really compliments him in the halves. I thought he was really good uh, last year. I think they've found their niche there, which uh, brings me back to a comment that Benji Marshall made after all that trouble they had trying to find him a partner. He said, Robert Louis is the best halves partner I have. So, mm. uh, Well, they probably went closest to winning the comp when Robert Louis was out, didn't they? Yeah, so. exactly. And I think he's having a similar effect there. They finally found someone uh, for him. Ray Thompson seemed to have that nine position locked up, but they've got another good contender there now in Cameron King, so I think they're pretty safe on that front. Yeah. Fullback was the issue. Lock and could obviously his ACL, but... Uh, 
as we spoke about before, this is, this is probably one of the only teams that's an exception to the rule of the spine purely off Jonathan Thurston. Yeah. So I don't think that's going to affect him a great deal. Jarvid Bowen and, and Matty's cousin might be the, the one to fill that spot. Kyle Felt could, but I think he's better off in the wing because he's just such an amazing finisher. Uh, or Curtis Rona or, or Winnerstein, they could have a, a rotation there to fit somebody in. But any way you look at it, I think their back line is still going to be great. Lynette was really good last year. Tate just keeps defying all his injuries and, and, and time. Winnerstein, uh, I've got a lot of positives about him. I'm pretty high on him. Again, I'm probably not going to throw as much weight behind him just because they burn me. Yeah. But I do think they could really contend in this comp. Yeah, especially now, you know, on the back of the nines. Um, obviously, I had some success over there. Paul Green, uh, he's obviously been at the Roosters uh, and seen some systems there that have obviously worked. Um, he's probably more than ready for his coaching um, debut, uh, stepping out, you know, in terms of being a head coach. Um, where a lot of coaches are probably guilty of going too early and, and getting burned. He's put himself up there with the best half in the game um, in a, an area of, of uh, Australia that loves their footy. Um, I think it's it all looks like it's going to work. I think uh, Paul Green will shake the place up and um, give him probably a fresh take on footy. And uh, I'm pretty high on the Cowboys this year. Uh, I know it was last year. and Yeah, yeah they burn us. They ended up making the eight. But um, I see him as underachieving this year. Um, they lost a lot of close games last year. I think that's only naturally going to going to switch this year, and uh, I think they'll they'll end up pretty high on the table. Mm. The only thing that maybe bothers me a little bit is uh, who comes off the bench as far as the forwards. It'll, it'll probably be Reith Muller, Sims, and Thorby, but they've bought a really good player in John Asiata. He was in the team of the year for the NYC last year. They took him off the Roosters. He's a lock who's also played five eight uh, with a lot of skill, but other forward options there. Uh, they're a bit light on in that regard, so that that would probably be my only other issue. There's Ethan Lowe, Scott Bolton, and Glenn Hall as well. But uh, if they were to lose a couple of forwards in in the back row, that might be a bit light. But yeah. the Australian front rowers plus Tamalolo and Sims and Cooper is consistent, and yeah, if if that stayed healthy, I'd be pretty happy to say that they're going to be a very good contender. And who, who do you think drops back and plays fullback? Fullback, uh, Jarvid Bowen will be trialing there this weekend as will Zach Sano and probably uh, Kyle Felt might get a run there. But I think I said it to you last week, I'd like to see probably Winnerstein there yeah. or get a crack at it or Jarvid Bowen. And if that worked out, I'd be happy to see either Bowen on the wing or Curtis Rona on the wing yeah. if uh, Winnerstein was able to do that job. I'd agree with that. And the nine, like I said, Thompson's got that for me. And Kingley's a better bench option than Mitchell, so I think they've improved in that area as well. They have, yeah. So all around. The only thing I think, like I said, they can derail them is maybe a little bit of forward depth there that might hurt them, but uh, time will tell whether they get injuries and that takes them off the rail. And Jonathan Thurston's obviously their, their big thing. He started slow last year as well. Yeah. He, he's a big factor. And they, they weren't necessarily playing bad football when he's not doing amazing things or leading that side around. It hurts all of them, and it showed big time. Yeah, he's the man. So they're, they're another Melbourne or a South or whatever. They need to accumulate points early on yes. before Scott, Tamo, and him get into origin. Yeah. That, that's obviously a big factor. So uh, what, what do you think? I've got, them, I've got them finishing second. Finishing second? Yeah. Yep. I'm, uh, I'm high on them. I probably I think I had them running third last year, but um, I just think the... The inclusion of Green, um, I think Thurston's going to have a, a bigger and better year. Uh, I think, as you said, they've they've sort of stiffened themselves up in terms of depth, um, and I just think that the fact that they uh, they lost a lot of close games last year, I think that's going to flip this year. 
Yeah, well, I've got them fifth. I couldn't put them as high as I did last year. I think I had them in, in kind of a similar position, but I said they'd be a competition threat. Yep. I think they are again, but I'm definitely not going to predict in a grand final like I did last year because they did let me down. But yeah. um, I'm pretty big on this team, especially the back rowers, yep. the front rower and uh, Jonathan Thurston. How can you lose when you've got him in your side? All right, I'll give you some gambling odds. Uh, to win the competition, they're $13. Minor premiers, $15. To make the top eight, they're a dollar seventy to make the top four. They're three fifty, so that's that's sort of a market that I think they're uh, they're good value at three fifty to make the top four. Last season they would have been half that price, I guess. Um, to miss the top eight, they're two dollars and eight cents to win the wooden spoon, which won't be happening. They're twenty six dollars. Um, they're over and under uh, win line um, or total wins. It's thirteen and a half, um, and over and under is a dollar eighty eight. Pick them. What do you reckon? I've got them going over. I'll back over, yeah. but if things went wrong, I think they'd be more around the 11 and 12 mark. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd have to go over with what's there. That, that That's obviously going with the Origin Blake staying healthy and everything going right. Uh, seventh from 2013 was the Newcastle Knights. They've suffered a very early blow with Jared Mullen tearing his hamstring off the bone. He's looking at four months at least, but he's got to go see the surgeon on Monday to make sure... Uh, whether that's 100% the case. Mm-hmm. They've had a very disjointed pre-season, uh, disrupted by Russell Packer, who's obviously now in jail for two years, so he won't be playing any footy there. Willie Mason's drink-driving offence, and uh, Zane Tedavano, he's now you know got an ABO being taken out of him after an altercation with his missus, so things haven't been great in the off-season. Uh, they've probably lost their key, or you know their, their guide, so... Um, well, then they've also lost Danny Badiris in the off season, which is a massive loss to me. I'm I, still, I, I know, like who I know, replaces him? Yeah, I know who replaces him, but Kirk Gidley, he, he, he probably he, now has he was only playing half. half. He was only playing half a game last year. Yeah, I just think you underestimate the effect I, he had I'm, on the tour. Yeah, he was stable. I'll give him that, but he wasn't playing full games and he missed half a year. But I'm with you. I, mean, I, they I, lost Gary Perry as well. So. Yeah, well, Gary Perry. <laughs> we all know Gary Perry is an amazing thing. Oh. I think Tyron Roberts is a gun, um, but I don't know if you could do this on his own. Well, I'll tell you what, this this is going to really put some pressure on Darius Boyd. Well, Darius it's, his, Boyd. it's his time to shine now. So, th- this is what I was thinking the other day. I, I'd almost be inclined here, if because I know that Matt Minto, who's a 5'8", he's already injured, he's got a hamstring problem as well. If Dobson was struggling, I'd throw the 6 on Boyd's back. I'd leave Gidley in 9, because I think they need him to play 9, yeah. and I'd be inclined to put Jake Mamo in, he's a great winger, and you know, Gay Guy. Gay Guy was a fullback. Gay Guy was the gun fullback when he was at Brisbane when I was playing on the twenties. He was a weapon. Yeah, I'd have no problem. That they have probably one of the best one to fives in the comp. Yeah, maybe now. Yeah, you need to have a look at who in that one to five can help you in regard in regards to uh, your halves position. It's it's not a bad thought. If that was you know wasn't to be the case, or if if thing, I think the starting plan will be to push Gidder there and probably give Clydesdale or Waddell the nine jersey. If that's not working, though, I would have no hesitation in doing what I just said. I'd be looking at Boyd and saying, well, pretty much you played 5-8 at the Dragons. He pretty much did all the, all the dirty work there in the back line for them. Yeah. Defence, I doubt he's going to struggle with. He was originally a centre winger, and he's a big human, and he loves dishing out a bit of grub too, so I could easily see him finding... <laughs> he'll be fine on an edge, but that, that's just my thoughts. I think that would probably do them a lot, lot more good and could probably hold them in good stead to hold their spot in the eight, but... Uh, whether Dobson can fill that gap is yet to be seen. So, well, last last season they started the year five and and three through the first eight rounds, and I think that was probably the reason they landed in the top eight. Mm. Um, this year they're going to be backs against a wall for the first eight rounds, and 
Um, yeah, they you need hear to, a lot of coaches yeah. talk about the importance of those first eight rounds. You might not win the comp there, but you you definitely uh, can you build can the really lose the competition or lose the chance of making the top eight. So. For me, I, I really think the Knights, and I'm just not really impressed with who they've bought, had a lot of off-season problems. Jared Mullen now out for an extended period of time. Uh, I'm, I don't think they're going to make the eight. Well, nine's an issue for me, even with Gidda there, because I don't trust him to stay healthy. No, that's what I mean. Uh, you sort of haven't filled that hole. So. You know, I like Houston, but he's kind of been yo-yo. I can't trust Smith or Snowden probably not to get suspended or Scott to get suspended, as well as health. They're starting to age a little bit in that forward pack. And uh, I really like McKinnon. I like Sims's younger brother and Ted Ivano. And uh, they, these couple of guys, Rocco, they need to keep them in the mix. But I think it's getting to that point in time where there's a bit of money in that forward pack. And, yeah, Dad's army got them to the final four last year, but they're not going to win a comp with those guys there. No. I think if Wayne Bennett was serious about winning a comp, he's got one to seven sorted out. He probably needs to look at developing Clydesdale a bit more at nine, but I think a few more younger bodies need to come into that forward pack if they were going to be a, a title threat. So Definitely. take a Mullen out of the equation, though. I think on paper they're a top eight side, but Mullen missing for that bit at the start of the year yeah. and not being able to trust Gidley. I've got them 11th because I think they'll struggle to get points early on and I think it'll hurt them uh, when Mullen comes back because he was in su- uh, superb form, looked very confident coming into this year, but I think this is a big blow for him. He's going to have to find his feet again later on. Yeah, I've got him coming 12th. Um, and for some odds, thanks to Sporting Bet, uh, to win the Premiership, they're $17. Minor Premiers, $21. To uh, land in the top eight, they're $1.87. Uh, to miss the top eight, they're $1.87. Uh, to win the Wooden Spoon, they're $23. Their uh, total wins over under is 13 and a half, um, and I'll be going under on that. Yeah, I'd have to go. The Mullen thing is it for me. If Mullen was there... Like I said, I think there's a huge log jam at the bottom of the table there where anything could happen. But Mullen, for me now, that puts them on the bottom of that log jam. I think him going down, if it's four months, uh, yeah, that, that really hurts their chances. If this happened halfway through the off-season and it was only going to, going to be a couple of games and you knew he was going to be good, but who's to say he's going to be right? A hamstring's just, you know, it's a, it's a bastard of a thing to fix. Mm. He hasn't had the surgery yet. It's, he's got to go see a doctor on Monday. So realistically... 16 weeks, you're not going to be seeing him till around 14 or 15. For, I, I didn't, sorry, for, uh, sorry, I didn't sorry. mention um, the top four odds. They're 425 to make the top four, which is highly unlikely. Yeah, well, I think make the eight or miss the eight. Would I like be. him to miss the eight at $1.87. I think that's pretty good odds. Yeah, well, one of those two would probably be uh, the Compared one. Compared to, out. again, you know, you're under. You're under 13 and a half is $1.60. I'd just rather back him to miss the eight. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, sixth from 2013 was the grand finals from the year before that and the team that we thought was going to do very well. Uh, we went off a little early with our predictions because we called them uh, to be making the grand final, be around there again before the Ben Barber issue and all the team issues broke out. It's the Canterbury Bulldogs. Mm, the doggies. Well, yeah. Um, we recorded all of our podcasts like a day or two before all that broke. Well, um, I'll say one thing. They, just, they did bloody well after all that junk to well, still they did end to up in sixth position. I couldn't right. believe it. Um, and they had a litany of off-field issues. And Graham uh, missed ten games after he had a nibble. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> the biter. Yeah, yeah. Hannibal Lecter took off half of Billy Slater's ear. Outstanding. Um, had a lengthy sit on the sideline. So, yeah, I mean, I think they've also sort of, or they're in a better position in terms of their halves. Um, the one issue for me is obviously fullback. The other issue is Michael Ennis at nine. I, I think Michael Ennis is um, starting to struggle a little bit. Um, and in those key positions, they're 
they're not exactly jumping out of, out at me saying that I think they, they've got the ability to win a competition. I, I think they're stable. You could is the word you could stable. use, yeah, but, but not explosive, not elite. And what lost them the comp is we said was no offense to Chris Keating, but it was you, Chris Keating. Yeah, hearts seven, and you know? and, yeah. Like Reynolds is okay at six, but they don't have a dominant half, and he's not really a great ball player either. That, well, that, when you're comparing Reynolds, Keating, and Ennis compared to Smith, Cronk, Riddle, mm. Slater, you know, obviously. Barber was at fullback then. He had his great year, but Melbourne had it all over them in key positions. Yeah, I, I like Hodkinson. I really do, and I like Reynolds. But I think that those two need to develop a little bit further. And uh, yeah, I think uh, the Bulldogs were sounding out Michael Leisha from the Sharks. They're pretty interested to buy him and bring them over. I think they see him as a replacement. Long-term. That'd be a massive buy for them because I think he's a, he's going to be a real key for the Sharks. But you know what? I'm I'm going the Bulldogs on a Sharks bet. The last couple of years, I've told you, I picked the Sharks purely off their forward pack. Yeah. Their forward pack is virtually the same, but it's been further developed. So you're going to have Tolman and Cassiano again, Pritchard. T-Rex cannot have a worse year than what he did. He There's no he way he can play him. even worse. Finucane and Jackson are great players. And even Jackson. James Graham, uh, Eastwood, and Lachlan Burr. If you didn't see him in the nines, I love that kid. He's a fantastic player. So. Yeah. On forwards purely, I'm not putting him out of the eight. I had to put him in, but it's those key positions for me, like fullback, but the back line in general. Mitch Brown is, again, these are the stable is the word that keeps coming to my head. He's solid, but he's not a breakout player. Well, Inu, Inu, I can't trust. Do you reckon Mitch Brown will get a run? Well, that's the thing. Like, Would you put John Siller in? Well, I wanted Siller in last year because he's a monster, but I, that's what I'm looking at right now. I think if they're going to give themselves any chance in the back line, I'd have to have Morris and Inu, and I'd have to have Siler and probably Lafayette in a wing at worst case. I need more. Yeah. I need a little bit more dynamic. If Perrett, well, who's going to play fullback? Let's say Josh well, Hoffman think, doesn't go there. I think Perrett's the fullback just because he's safe. I think that's what you've seen last week, and I think last year a few times. I don't think they'll press on with Morris playing there. And they've got Pat Templeman in case. Yeah, well, I think he's still a bit light to be playing there. I told you that I really like Damian Cook. Yeah. Uh, he was a nine. He made one game for the Dragons last year in first grade as a nine. Yeah, he's a half Mary, Mc, Mary McGregor put him at fullback because they had so many injuries for the cutters, and he just laughed and said, you can play fullback today. He won five men of the match awards to finish the year off. Okay. He's a ball player, so he was just naturally like a duck to water, filled that gap in the back line, setting tries up, but he's quick. And he's just he was a great ball runner. And I just thought, holy crap, like, for him, he wasn't going to get a contract. Yeah, and then those last five games, he just looked outstanding. So I don't know what Hasler's thoughts are or if he fits in that system. But for me, I was I was very big on Damian Cook. So okay. I don't know how he's been in the trials or if he's had much opportunity. But I'd, I'd like to think that if uh, you know he's been given adequate time to, to show himself. Yeah, well, but if not, I think it'd, it'd probably be Parrot just out of safety. Yep. I agree. Uh, well, they've got plenty of options. Um, and by golly, if uh, the um Oh, what's the guy's name? Josh Hoffman. If that comes off... Oh, that, that fixes one problem straight away. Well... That puts them straight back into things. Crikey, I mean. they're, uh, then they're starting to look like an elite spine. Mm. You know, and uh, the only real issue for me then is, is obviously Ennis. But Ennis, uh, I noticed probably a, a little bit of a change in Ennis last year in that he, he probably got a little bit of the crap out of his game. Um, he started to, to lead a little bit more, I thought. Mm. Um, whereas he, the year before, obviously, had... Um, a few issues with um, Nathan Highmarsh, and, and they made the grand final. And he, he was uh, seemed to be really overtly um, vocal on the field and and, and uh, pretty grubby, I guess. But last year, I think he reined all that in, and 
He's really um, good last year in that regard. He's yeah. a good ambassador for their club. So uh, I thought. He's I hope that good. continues this year because yeah. it, obviously that's then ticks the boxes in terms of what he's doing off the field as well as his on-field contribution. So that, that's going to keep him around for longer. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, I don't think depth's too bad either. They've got Stanley and Lafayette for the backs, and uh, Tyron Phillips is another one who might get a chance at fullback, uh, as well as Rennie Matua come back, Pat O'Hanlon, uh, Harlan Alatoa, he's a pretty good forward out of the New South Wales Cup side, Tim Brown played a bit, so uh, and Clemmer, big David Clemmer got a big deal last year, he's a guy that'll be back, so their forward pack is loaded. I- I'm shark tipping him again, like I said, this is purely a Sharks tip. This, yeah, but I also this... think Josh Reynolds you know, solid, no, Hodkinson well, solid. for New South Wales, yeah, they're very yeah. solid, but stable, right. stable's the key word, they've got stability Besides fullback, but even if fullback was an issue, that forward pack is just so loaded, and those other guys they'll win games off that purely. Yeah, I think their depth in their outside backs and halves is a is a is oh, that's right. Moses and Boy can play six. I think I'd easily throw him into first grade in the halves if things went wrong. Yeah, he's a great young player. But uh, prediction, what do you reckon? I've got a mate. I've got a mate as well. I think they could probably finish higher, but they're one of these teams for me that's caught in that log jam. Um, you know that they're. It's mainly the back line and fullback, and like I said, they're stable in key positions. But it's it's mainly the forwards I look at and think that's they're way too good not to be in the eight somewhere. They could push higher easily, but I'm yeah. just I'm just more going off fullback yeah. and the halves for now. I think eighth or seventh would be more somewhere at the bottom of the eight for me and the Bulldogs. Alrighty, some odds um, for the Bulldogs to win the competition. They're twelve dollars to be minor premiers. They're also twelve dollars uh, to make the top four. They're three dollars fifteen. Top eight a dollar fifty five. To miss the top eight, they're two thirty-five. To win the spoon, they're fifty-one dollars. So, uh, I guess the value there is probably um, in the making the top four at three dollars fifteen. A dollar fifty-five for them to make the top eight is probably a little bit short. If you think they're going to land out, um, back them at the, the two dollars thirty-five um, to miss. Uh, the total win line is twelve and a half um, wins for the Bulldogs this year. Over is a dollar seventy-two. Under is two dollars and eight. I think they'll go over twelve and a half just. Yeah, well, I think just, but if that a bad year, they're another one, like I said. Well, could you, you could win 12 and get in the 8, couldn't you? You could with two buyers. That's very but close. That's what I mean. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm picking logjam. There's going to be yeah. a massive logjam again like last year. There was three teams that were one win off and four and against. So you're going to say over, just? You're going to win 13? I think 12 on the dot. So uh, you're going to go under? Uh, I, I, I wanna, I'll, I'll go over, but I, something tells me under. Okay. I'll go over, but I, I think under. So 12, 28 points will get you in the 8, wouldn't it? Just. 20, I think 28 with that log jam. It'll be yeah. four and against. And yeah. origin for them, I don't think Reynolds will feature in the same way. I think Laurie Daly learned his lesson from that last year. So yeah. don't think you're going to have any issues there. All those Kiwi players and the Pommy, obviously, you're not going to lose anyone in that regard. Maybe Josh Morris might be the only one you look at losing. But moving on to fifth place in the 2013 season, that team was the Cronulla Sharks, who were controversially awarded a win in their first finals game with the seven tackles, but Karma come back to got him a week later. Uh, Gallon scored a try, but Johnny Morris stuffed up in the ruck, and uh, Sporting Karma, who said it doesn't exist? Mm, it does. Oh, it's around. Um, yeah, the Sharkies, uh, a weird side for me. Um, last year, I thought they, they jumped on the back of their whole Asada thing. Um, they used it as motivation. Uh, it probably got them a few wins, which um, put them really close to top four contention um, at the back end of the year. Um, this year, Shane Flanagan's uh, gone, obviously. We don't know how long for. They've had some disruptions. Paul Gallon's boxing. Um, God knows what he's doing. Uh, they've had some... Their, their roster's probably improved. Um, but the issues for me in lie in the, in the nine position and, and a partner 
um, for Toddy Carney and also Toddy Carney's fitness. So yeah, well, his hammy—they've um, said nothing's wrong. But if he's already got issues this early in the year, yeah, we've seen what happens before. Every year so far, he's been there the first two years. He's broken down right at the, yeah. the wrong time of the year. But I mean, a real positive in the other um, part of the spine, I guess, is Michael Gordon had his first, you know, yeah, injury for season. a year, and um, he had a great season last year. Yeah, well, Sasai Fecky, he come in, he was really good. Bo Ryan was pretty good while he was in there. Yeah. Nathan uh, Gardner looks like he's sort of come back into the uh, into the fray. He had a good orc on nines. Well, I'd rather him than Jonathan Wright in there somewhere, 100%. to be honest. But 100%. I'd be more inclined. Fecky was actually a centre, and I think the way he shakes players... I'd be moving Fecky into the centres with Aishford. I'd be punting Jonathan Wright, and I'd be putting probably uh, you know young Gardner on the wing and Ryan on the other wing. That, yeah. That's just me, but uh, as to whether the coach goes that way is a completely different story. Yeah. Uh, they've also got Eric Groth, who's come back. Apparently, what about Brycey Gibbs? Brycey Gibbs. Gibbs just said I'm retired, and, and then, then come back. he just walks up the trainer one day and says I'm back. Yeah, well, he's another one. He, he's solid. He's been a solid contributor, but I don't see him. Probably being part of that. I think he's a bit of a wild wild card for them, Bryce Gibbs. No, nah, I don't really see too much. I think Tupo, Pryor and Harrington occupy the bench spots, and I don't see him in that, that front row rotation. Okay. I think he kind of falls out of favour there. I think Tagatizi yeah, will start yeah. with Fafita and those other three on the bench. So. Yeah. Uh, they've got a I'm million. interested to see how he goes. I, I quite like Bryce Gibbs. I, he's oh, I, I thought I think he's been great for such a long time, but the you know like it was the Achilles tendon, wasn't it? Yeah, and, and he, he, he looked he a little bit slower. Pretty, he came back pretty porky, but... Man, by the back end of the season, he was playing really well. Yeah, well, we'll see how it plays out, but I think they'll be, it will sharps the coach, so that's the other thing I'm, I'm interested in. Well, yeah, is, he and, gonna, is I, he coaching, or is Shane Flanagan yeah, just coaching him from the sideline? Um, because he's, he's been pretty open in the media, sharp, in terms of saying, look, it's not my team, it's Shane's team, Yeah. Um, you know, it's his club, and I'm just here as a caretaker sort of thing. So, Well, as usual, they've got great depth in the forwards, but uh, there's not really too much in the backs. Like Stapleton, he's solid, but not great. Latelli's kind of the same deal. Uh, Jacob Gagan, they bought from Manly. He, you know, he was a junior kangaroo, but he hasn't really showed too much over there. And like uh, growth is back. He could potentially take one of those wing spots. He's a big human. Oh, he was very damaging when he played, but how motivated or keen he is, is is a different story. Yeah. But if he was up to top flight form when he's at his best running the ball, my God, he used to be a beast. Yes. But uh, him and Ashford, Ashford's got a lot to prove now that he's moved on. So I think things have improved, but main issues are similar to yours. Is Carney's health going to hold up? Yeah. Uh, is the Robson thing kind of holding it back? You know, he's solid, but he's not really contributing to you winning a comp. And nine, um, you know, they were big on Morris last year. I know he had a pretty good year, and De Goyce was second favourite, but um, I'm, I'm big on Michael Leisha. I'm very big on him, and I think a lot of people that watch the nines or watch the 20s would be big on Farmanu Brown, their other hooker, yeah. who a lot of people are a big fan of. And I look at both of those two and think I'd probably rather have them as my rotation or have De Goyce with Leisha and have you know Brown kind of snooping at the back. I think they make them a little more dynamic around the right. Yeah. Well, it's it's a massive issue for me, the nine position. And it was last year. The the nine position and the centre position. They've got Ashford, but Oh, I, I was big Fe- on I was big Fe- on Ashford. I was really big on Ashford, and the last two years he hasn't really done much. But you know his form probably um, corresponds with Benji Marshall's form um, yeah. going out the window, and obviously Robert Louis leaving the Tigers. So you can only sort of play off the the quality ball you get. Um, obviously, if you can pair up well with Todd Carney, uh, Ashford's going to get plenty of opportunities. I, I just I get a feeling like they're going to run out of juice this year, the Sharks. The Asada stuff has got to take its toll. I think um, the Asada thing takes a toll. Origin's going to take Gallon, 
and Lewis and Fafida, and then you've got the possibility of Carney, depending on if the halves are injured or form or what's going on. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, probably the back line and nine. There's a few bits there, but also I wonder... I, I think for feed is a weapon, but do you think he'll be distracted, or do you think he might go a little bit off with all this talk? Like, there's a lot of well, money. Naturally, it's going to be distracting. There's going to be a lot getting thrown around for Andrew Feeder, and rightfully so. But will he be able to hold his focus? Yeah. Uh, is this Flanagan decision that's coming up very shortly going to have any kind of bearing on them? Mm. Um, there's a lot. There. Oh, definitely. I just think they're going to run out of juice mentally. Um, uh, I love. I do. And speaking of for feeder, the biggest issue for me, and I had to look through their leading try scorers. Yeah, uh, if it was for feeder. It was for feeder. Yeah. That's a massive issue. Well, I've said it to you. The Bulldogs tip was a Sharks tip for a reason. They do it purely off a of forward pack. I think yeah. I think they've improved, but I think you can make the back line better if you put Fecky with Ashford because Fecky is genuinely a centre. He's one of these guys, again, that found his way into first grade on a wing just because he was a better option than what was there. But So you're thinking that if they get their back line combinations right, they're going to be a threat. I think but if, if they don't, they're if, going to... If you've seen Fecky, you shake people. I think oh, he's you realise he, you know, he's a genuine centre. He's tough. I think him with Ashford and Ryan on a wing and then you put uh, probably sta- uh, not Stable and Gardner oh. on the other one, you've improved your back line tenfold. Well, one stat that I love out of Nick Tedeschi's um, punters guide is the, the record in close games and yeah. from last season. And the Sharks went 7-3 and three in close games last year. Yeah. And traditionally and historically, um, that flips the following year. Well, um, this is my other thing. Or it evens out. And for me, if that does flip, um, they're going to struggle. And if you look at their record versus finalists last year, they went 2-5. and five, Two wins, five losses against the top four, and four wins and nine losses against the top eight. But they just have the ability to drag everybody yeah, into that grind. Just, That's my thing. That, that means you know basically what? that they beat everyone under them, but beat no one ahead of them. But, basically. At the, but at the end of the year, it always comes down to that for the Sharks, doesn't it? They don't really have any blowouts. They don't really get uh, beaten by a lot. But it always comes down to, for everyone they drag into a dirty grind and arm wrestle, how many of them they come out on top with when it's short and sharp. Yeah. I really, really want to put them in my eight. I have every year. But like I said, this year... Much like last year, I think there's just a huge log jam in the middle there with the Warriors, the Panthers, the Knights, the Broncos, the Sharks, the Dogs. I think all those teams yeah. will be flipping. And the, teams, the teams under them have improved more than what they have. Yeah. That's basically but I, I, think, I still think all those are still a step above, and then I think the top four is quite clearly above them. But yes. I think that middle will be it. I want to put them in. But I, I think Origin hurts them a lot. They well, could be in. They could be in. We've, we've both oh, got them ninth. I think they could be in, but I've got them ninth. Yeah, I think I've got them ninth year. as well. But that could easily be seventh, eighth, sixth. I fifth. could be fifth again yeah, for exactly. Christ's sake. So I think they're within that vicinity. We've got to put them somewhere. Um, but just for me, I, I thought that you know the Warriors, the Panthers, um, the Bulldogs, just on paper they look better. Um, but a rugby, you know, we all know what a rugby league season is like. Yeah, this well, time of the year, five, these five, sort of predictions mean nothing. BS once well, round one's uh, well, look at last year, one, uh, run and done. So. Barber got us last year. Injuries happened, yeah. things changed. But five to eleven last year is exactly like this year. All yes. those teams were within a win or a draw of each other for the whole season. I think it's no different. But alrighty, I'll give you some odds. Um, the Sharkies to win the competition, their maiden title would be a, a big thing down in the Shire. Twenty one dollars if you if you like them to do that. $26 uh, to win the minor premiership, which I think is probably unlikely. Uh, the top eight, to make the top eight, they're $1.95. To make the top four, they're $4.50. So they finished fifth last year. If you fancy them um, improving again, $4.50 is probably good odds for them to land into the, into the top four. Uh, for, just for them to miss the eight, they're $1.80, um, which isn't bad odds um, if you th- like what we've had to say. Uh, to win the spoon, which is unlikely, they're $13. No, um, the total uh, win market... A line is 12 and a half wins. 
um, which is pretty much bang on. It's all, a, all these, over and under a dollar eighty pick them. A dollar eighty eight pick them. So all these overs and unders are so hard for me. I'm going to say under. I'm going to say they're going to win twelve games. Yeah, I was going to say under. I'm going to go under, but literally they're not losing. They're not. They're winning ten easy. Yeah. But I think, yeah, maybe 12. If things go well again, I think probably 15 is their ceiling, though. So I'll go 12. I'll go under. But moving on to fourth place from 2013, it was the Manly Sea Eagles. Yes, the Manly Sea Eagles um, probably shocked both of us, I guess, making the grand final last year. Um, I think we both had them outside our eight. Uh, we just thought the depth uh, would be a problem. I think we, we, had, we had good reason to be worried about them last year, though, because heading into the season, both the Stewart brothers had injury problems. Yep. Watmau was coming off, you know, having a, a bit of issues. Jason King obviously ended up missing the whole year. But uh, David Williams, but last year they virtually stayed healthy the whole way, besides Brett Stewart. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that, that was pretty much our main worry, I think. And uh, the one thing I think we were probably foolish to overlook out of everything was just the halves. Yeah. We, we, I think we spoke positively about them, but the injuries and the depth, yeah, that was the issue. And at the end of the day, they didn't really end up having injuries. So. Yeah. Well, same as the Roosters, I guess. The two teams that made the grand final probably had the the least amount of players used in the competition. So that stat always correlates usually with the teams that make the grand final have the less um, amount of injuries and suspensions and, and the like. So. Yeah, well, this year starts off no different. Uh, they do have... Some injury concerns again. Steve Matai, uh, Jamie Lyon, they haven't played any of the trial games. I don't know whether it's anything major or niggles. They're, they're doing what they usually do. They're not giving too much away to the media. Yeah. Uh, David Williams, they were talking talk if he'd done his ACL at the, the nines, but nothing's come out since they well, reckon he's going to be right to go. I saw an article saying that he'll play round one. So. Yeah, well, that's what I did as well. And both the Stewart brothers uh, restricted training again. Mm. Glenn Stewart, I don't know what's happened to him the last couple of years. It he's been slow since that grand final performance against the Warriors. He's not even been close to the same player. I know that Brett's obviously in a modified program after all the knee injuries, but uh, a couple of little issues there. Um, as far as losses are concerned, a lot of people, they threw up the figure of the amount of games of, of they lost, but I don't think, they're not taking into account what they contributed last year. Out of George Rose, Brent Kite, Joe Nullivar, and Richie Fayoso, Richie Fayoso was lucky to be on the field. He got suspended twice. Yeah. He barely played any football. George Rose is too unfit. They were lucky to get 15, 20 minutes out of him for half the year. Yeah. Joe Nullivar went down in round one, so I don't know why they, they're so worried about losing his 200-something games. They're just throwing this figure out like it's, it's some major issue. The only one that really contributed and had a really good year was Brent Kite. Yeah. So Brent overall, Lawrence had a pretty good year, too. Like a yeah, I know, but year. they're talking about the losses, so I'm saying oh, okay, Brent, yeah. Brent Lawrence is there. Guys that have left. Jason King comes back, so that takes a spot there. It takes Kite's spot. So virtually out of those four they're talking about going, oh, they've lost 680 games or whatever, you've only really got to replace one of them. Yeah. They've got probably one of the best young friends Front rowers coming through and Jake Trebojevic, who played a game and looked outstanding. Yeah. They stole Josh Starling off the Rabbitohs, who was stuck behind a million Burgess brothers. Yeah. And they've got a couple other blokes. So I don't really think they're going to have trouble digging out one more person to fit in that rotation. I also think they've got pretty good depth. Like last year, the depth was a bit of a concern for me. But, um, you know, if you have a look at their outside back depth, they, they've got Peter Hiku, who can't really get a run. Yeah, well, Clinton Gutherson, yeah. Manara Rudolph was a gun for the. Uh, Tigers 20s but obviously their bench looks a little bit like Jamie Bureau really hasn't kicked on yeah, Jamie Bureau is probably the, thought he would him and uh, Tom Simons are two guys that you can put anywhere they can play back row they can play halves centres yeah. so I, I like their, their way they build their side they look for versatility and uh, they, you know they're all pretty dynamic players it's a bit like their pack they know they're one of the bigger packs I suppose yeah but with Horro and uh, you know well, Horro had a really good year like he, he uh, the Eagles didn't want him 
let him go. Uh, he was that's Kearney's fault. In the part end of the Kearney cleanout, yeah. And, uh, he played sensationally last year. A real breakout season for Justin Horro. So if he can improve on that, uh, he had players like George Tafua, who I guess had a had a really good year last year, a breakout year. Well, I think the easiest way to put it is one to seven. I've said it last year. I thought them and the Knights possibly had the best one to sevens in the comp. Yeah. As far as our whole point of view is concerned, you take Mullen away from the Knights, that hurts, but they've still got an elite backline. But this backline's no different. Yeah, Stuart Healthy, Tafuan Williams on the wings, Lyon, Matai, Foran, and Daly Cherry Evans. It's well, any side with Lyon, Foran, Cherry Evans, Ballon, Watmo is going to is going to be thereabouts if they stay fit. So, yeah, well, and then you throw in the likes of these younger guys, George Tafua, uh, Peter Hikuhoff. I've got a massive rap on him. I think he's a, a really good young well, player. Well, I told you when they were talking about the figures that were being bandied around for Brett Stewart's services, purely on the fact that the bloke barely plays half a season because yeah. they've got to modify his program so much. They're after about 700k. I would have told him to walk. Yeah, I would have, I would have had no problem putting Peter Hickel in there. No. But they, they paid him the money and they talk about all this stuff about we need to stay together in loyalty. Well, maybe he should have taken a bit of a pay cut. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know that, that was their decision, but that's just me. I would have rather uh, let him walk for the, the kind of money they were talking about. Will we see Angry Jeff again this year? No, you'll see Angry Jeff. Angry Jeff. Angry, Angry, Angry Jeff. Jeff was already angry in the trolls, apparently. About apparently he got, uh, he got cranky at the coaches' conference. Him really? and Dez. Got a bit angry. Great. Played a bit of uh, referee ping pong. Oh, he... That's outstanding. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Those Lining two. up at the referees and officials about stuff that happened last year. That's so. all right. They're back together again, working yeah, in tandem. Love and life. Uh, the other thing, you talk about depth before, Liggy Sow, he killed at the New South Wales Cup last year. He's another contender for that front row. James Hassan, I thought he was pretty good off the bench last year. He was all right in the World Cup. He went over there for Ireland. Jaden Hodges, they've got depth at the hooker position. They've got Little John who come over, so someone else there for the halves. And, and they bargain by. They love bargain buying yeah. uh, to kind of you know have blokes they can mould in that spot. Uh, they brought over Tyson Andrews, Delroy Berryman, Chase Blair from Parramatta. So I don't really think they've got any issues. Well, I think they're going to start the season well. Um, oh, they've got to keep saying that. I've they, they went um, accumulate is again the yeah, key word. They went six and two last year in the first eight rounds, and this year they've got six of their first eight games at home. So they really need to bank points again because they're probably going to be affected by Origin. Yeah. Well, as far as Dollar Dazzlers are concerned, I don't think anyone does it better than them or Melbourne. I think their Dollar Dazzlers have been and that's good. why they stay and relevant every year. The only one thing, again, was everyone was whinging about these front rowers. It's easy to look at the games, but you can't be that stupid to be, oh, it's 680 games. Three of those blokes did not contribute anything last year. That's right. One of them contributed to that rotation. Yeah. They replaced one front rower, they're fine. So as far as looking at, uh, besides Origin, which is probably what Mao and Cherry Evans and, and depth, injuries need to, to hit them if anything was going to happen. I've got them finishing third. I've got them finishing fourth. Um, I think they'll they'll stay in the top four. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to leave them out. You know, you, you go through all those key players. Uh, they've got a formidable home record, uh, which is 
uh, something that's often overlooked. Uh, and I'll give you some odds, thanks to Sporting Bet. For Manly to win the competition, they're $8. Minor Premiers, $6.50. To be in the top four, as we both predicted, they're $2.10. Just to make the eight, $1.33. That'd probably be the them at Melbourne, safest $1.33 you'll ever get. Uh, to miss the eight, they're $3.15. And to win the wooden spoon, which is highly unlikely, they're $81. Now, their total win uh, over-under line is at 15.5. And, and last year, they finished 15 um, with a draw. So it was 15.5 exactly. Uh, to go over that this year, they're $2.10. To go under that, they're $1.70. I'm going to say under. I'm going to say they're going to win 15 games this year. I'm, I'm probably more on that as well, just because that they will they'll do the same as Melbourne. They kind of have a flat period there where uh, things will get a little bit harder, or they'll carry a couple of niggles. You know, you can be guaranteed that Brett Stewart will miss some games this year. Matt, I'll probably miss a couple of games. It's it's just the normal for them. So you're going under. I'm going to go under, but exactly the same as you. I think pretty much 15 on the dot. Yeah. If yeah, they, if it's they got over, it's hard to see them improving and it's it's hard to see them dropping away. I think they'll be right around that mark. Well, it depends how a few, like I said, those dollar dazzlers come into the mix, but I think that the ones that they have picked up are going to you know, help their cause this season. Yeah. It's, uh, in 2013, in third position, it was the Melbourne Storm. No surprises there when you've got uh, the big three. It's pretty easy to, to chuck a team together around them and build, but for the first time in, I think it was six or seven years since Craig Bellamy was there, they didn't finish off in the final four, either playing in the grand final or, you know, the grand final qualifier. Yeah, they looked look like they ran out of gas last year. The year before, um, when they won the competition, they looked the opposite. They looked gas mid-year and then uh, came home really strong. And last year, you know, if you listen to some of the podcasts, <laughs> I had the whip out on them saying, we watch them go, watch them go, watch them go. And they well, they just you, didn't go. They didn't fire a I shot. Tell you the difference, though. And I said it to you, I was blowing up the first game after State of Origin 3. And whatever grind of the series it was, he sent Smith, Cronk and Slater on a plane a day later to New Zealand. Yeah. And we lost, I think, 36-30. They threw the kitchen sink at us, which is the other thing. Even when they were down... On energy, they still almost pulled that game out of the bag, but they never had a break. Yeah, they played from whereas that, the previous season you, they you played from that game onwards. Break. Yeah, well, the year before they all had a game or two off, and then they had some half games like we towed up the Sharks or somebody, and they had a half game and, and bits and pieces like that. But last year it was just almost like we don't have. Was time. it because there was pressure from the teams under them to make the top four? Because uh, has got a. We, we still went on a bad losing streak, and we still scraped in. So I don't yeah. know. I don't know what the push was all about. Yeah, we had enough of a, a buffer there. Different approach, I guess. But um, I think at the end of the day, that really did hurt, um, pushing those three players. In particular, Billy's been carrying that knee for two years. He's just had surgery, and they've pretty much come out and said that he's shredded most of the cartilage. So he's, he's more in a Brett Stewart situation. He's yeah. going to be on a modified program uh, for the rest of his time. And I think our department's really good down there in that regard, so I don't think we'll have too many issues uh, as far as getting the best out of him. But... No, they're, they're at that point now. You know they're, they're starting the downhill run, aren't they? Thirty, thirty-one. So yeah. it's easy to keep saying they're in the top four, but I think sometime over maybe this year, it might be next year. I think we're going to slowly start to see the downfall uh, and a bit of a decline in that side. Well, it just depends on who you surround them with, and the obvious question is who's going to fill in uh, at six for for Gareth Whitlock. Um, ben Hampton is, is an option there. They've got a few different um, guys that could could slot in there potentially but uh, see six doesn't hard, it's it. hard to know it's hard to know Kurt Mann you see another one that could he potentially he's played a bit of six they bought Cody Walker he got the Q Cup player of the year okay, last yes, year to play yeah. six so Cody they've Walker. got three Romolo he bought for that reason because he can play a bit of nine and he can play a bit of six yeah 
but I really don't. I look at them like we just talked about. With but the I, I look at their forward pack and think, like someone like Tohu Harris, he's going to improve. Yeah, well, you've got Kevin Je- Proctor's Jesse, going to continue to improve. Jesse Bromwich. Bromwich. You've got Jesse Bromwich, Ryan Hoffman, Kevin Proctor, Tohu Harris, Hinchcliffe, Rose, he'll get more minutes out of them, what they got in Manly, and Kenny and Jordan McLean, uh, the other Bromwich coming last year, and we blooded some younger forwards, so I'm not yeah. worried about the I forwards. I think the forwards are going to be really good, and for me, that was probably the issue last year, along with some of the outside backs who were fairly ordinary. Like, I didn't think Justin uh, O'Neill had a great end of the season. Couldn't defend in the centres. He no. got ended up on the wing for Maurice Blair, which is, um, you know... Matt Duffy's now gone for the year, so they're going to have to find someone to slot under that well, wing. Travis Robertson, I'm happy with that. Yeah, well, he went sensational for Penrith. And that, so. that's, again, that's another dollar dazzler kind of buy that we've got there. It'll just be the other centre spot, won't it? I mean, if O'Neill's not going to be there, and well, it probably looks as though he is going to be there, unless Heimel Hunt plays there, or they find someone like that that is up to it. Uh, otherwise... That's probably the only issue for me. I think Will Chambers is a really, really good centre. Underrated. He should be playing for Queensland. Um, yeah, he's, we should if be. If Hodges... I would have taken him away on the on the Kangaroo Tour, but that's a discussion for you know an, an, another day. But you've got to think if Slater, Cronk, Smith, obviously, if they stay fit, healthy, they can find a Haas partner. Well, six, uh, the Cronk, six doesn't bother me. It really doesn't. They're going to be relevant and they're going to make the top four. You're a second fiddle to all those three guys, even if you own that six spot. It's a bit like how we talked about with the Cowboys and their yeah, sport. Gareth Widdop played it perfectly. It's not, I know, it wasn't I know an he easy played thing it. for Gareth Widdop to do. I know he, didn't, he played it perfectly and he grew into a better player, but day one when he was there, everyone's like, oh, this guy's a fullback. He kind of grew into it and let him run the ball, but whoever's going to be there, there's no pressure on them. That's that's the I disagree. I think there is pressure on. I really don't. With Uh, those three players, maybe from outside, internally there probably won't be much pressure. But nah. But I I don't think he offered a bit of ball running, and by the end, yeah, he was a bit more dominant. But starting fresh again, it'll be the same as when Gareth Woodock first got there. Yeah, you'll be playing second fiddle constantly to Smith and Cronk. I would. I'm not really worried about the six spot. But I love the forward pack. I've come to a conclusion, though, that uh, Hinchcliffe, he's been good, he's been solid, but he's not getting more minutes than Tyler Harris. I'd be having him now as one of our bench replacements. I'd be having Harris starting at 13. Yeah. He's too good to be coming oh, He'll on. start, 100%. He can't I'd be, probably have him with Hinchcliffe starting as well. I wouldn't have Hinchcliffe starting. I'd have Proctor and Hoffman in the back row. Norrie and with Harris at Bromwich are going to be that. And Tohu's too good. The skills, the fitness, the size he offers, the whole package, he's got to be playing 13. Oh, he's going to be, he's going to be uh, even and better this season. I'm sure Hinchcliffe, he's been pretty good while he's down there. He signed that deal for four years saying that if he left, he didn't think he'd be the same player. So... If he's a team player and Bellamy sees it that kind of way, I wouldn't be surprised. But well, we're going to, you know, we're probably then going to say similar to what we said about um, Manly and the fact that they're going to accumulate. Yeah. There's no better, no better starters in the Premiership than Melbourne. Well, you this know, year, particularly this year, in the though, last two years, they went seven and one in 2013, and they went eight and zero, six and two, six and two, yeah, to, well, to be a total of 27 and five. This year, I've got to put it in a different in the perspective. They've come off the World Cup. Slater had surgery. Hasn't played in trial. Smith is going to play his first trial this year, uh, this week, and Kronk has had surgery as well. So they haven't had full pre-seasons. This is probably the most disrupted they've ever been. So they still need that quick start, but this is the first time I'd, I'd be watching with a little more intent, kind of worried about the start of the year. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, accumulation for them is very important. Depth may become an issue in the backs. Uh, the forwards I'm not really worried about. They, they blooded. A couple of other blokes last year, like Moores, was pretty good. Dane Weston, I thought, uh, contributed well for Penrith before they let him go. So yeah. him, Garbert, Tim Glasby, they all played some first grade. I don't think there's any issues there, but the backs are a problem for me if there's injuries. Yeah, there's not really too much there. But uh, as far as the finish, I'm going to put them fourth. 
I think Origin hurts them a fair bit. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they were more around fifth, but that depends what happens under them because generally they accumulate early and uh, people seem not to be able to catch up to them. So I've got, I'll stick with fourth. I've got them third. So, yeah, yeah much of a muchness. Um, some odds. If you think <clears> Melbourne <throat> can win the Premiership, they're $8. Minor Premiers, six fifty. To be in the top four, as we both predicted, $2.10. Um, as I said before, they're the same odds as Manly at $1.33 to make the eight. That's bank interest. Get on that. Um, to miss the top eight, it's $3.15. To win the spoon, they're $81, and rightfully so. Their total win line is the same as Manly's. It's 15, uh, sorry, 15, yeah, 15 and a half over under, over $2.10, under $1.70. Well, I think they're on the same par as Manly. I reckon they'd probably win 15. I think they're under. I'm going to say over. I'm going to say they're going to win 16, 17 games. But, uh, I, think, I think them and uh, them and the, and the Roosters will be, for me, I think they're clearly the best two rosters. Um, in terms of key positions and, and things like that. So I want to say they're going to win, win at least 16 games. You're going to go over? Oh, you're going to go under? I'm going to go under. under. I'm going to pick this to be like 9 when they made the grand final against Para. I think we won 14 games and finished fifth, and we went on to make the grand final again and win, even though we cheated. So brilliant. Yeah. But uh, second in 2013 was the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Uh, it was a bit of fair clean out of depth, obviously. They've lost Azatazi, Crocker, Hunt, Everingham, uh, Starling, Peets, King, Farrell, mostly in the backs is where a lot of the clan out is, and that's probably an issue because uh, the backs is probably the biggest worry. As far as forwards are concerned, they've signed you know a couple of young sets of legs. I think they can cover for that, but uh, the halves, obviously... Um, Massive you know, issues, yeah. I, I was calling last year, and I kept saying that I wanted Kiri at six, I wanted Kiri at six. He threw his hat in the ring early on this year and said it's going to happen. Yeah. thought this is awesome. They're going to have a very dynamic attack. They're going to have... Sutton free to roam and do what he does best. They've got another half coming in the mix who can run the ball, but now he's going to be out for four months. And, well, uh, I, I didn't really see it happening. I, I saw Kiri as being the bench utility. I saw no, Reynolds and Sutton. He's got to be playing that. Well, no, you've got you've got a back row of Burgess, Teo, McQueen. They're international origin, so I, I couldn't see him not starting with them. But unless he's going to push Burgess up to the front row um, and play, obviously Sutton at thirteen. But um, that. Rem- Remains to be seen now because they've. Uh, Curious, too good to deny. They've taken. They don't have that option. No, they know? don't. But for me, I was. Because now Curious out for five months. Kiri Reynolds got tissues. Uh, Sutton, he's going to have to play in the halves. Uh, and, you know, who partners him? Walker. Dylan Walker's going to go there. And then you lose the centre spot. The yeah, only real, the only real way I see them finishing in the top four is if they can land Blake Ferguson and he can fill that centre spot for them, mm-hmm. which will settle them in the halves. Because uh, I, I just don't think. Dylan Walker's not going to be able to lay on tries. I, I think he, he's going to be able to run the ball. Um, again, how, how good is he at breaking up a defence? Again, just, like you said, you haven't watched I can't, you yeah, haven't he's, seen he's him. He's only just struggling. He's, he's struggling to cope in, at centre. Yeah, but he's not a centre. He is a 5 That's what I told you last time. He, yeah, he's coming to grade. I just he's, can't see it. He's one of these players they did, they couldn't deny of his, of his ability that they wanted to get him in there somewhere. And he has been a six the way through. So for me, I think I hope he proves me wrong. I just can't see push the wait and see button until you've seen him play. But at six, but from what I've seen, from what I saw of him at six, I think he's going to be probably more like what Kiri was. He can take the line on, but he can also ball play a little bit. But Reynolds' knee issue, I suppose, for now, it's more how how bad is it? He's going to miss this game. They reckon he's right for round one. But is it something that needs a clean out? Is it just a strain? Like if they were both not there in his knee, it's just a strain. It's precautionary to not play him. But I still I can't take them out of the top four simply because of what's under them. You've still got Greg Inglis, Champion and Goodwin, 
uh, champion. I know he always gets hurt, but if he's at his best and Goodwin played for New Zealand last year, they will plug those centre spots. Walker and Reynolds together if uh, Kiri is gone and he sticks with Sutton at 13. You've got Sam, you've got George, you've got Tia, you've got McQueen. They're still pretty loaded. So I, I can't take them out purely on what, what's there. No, well, I can. Um, uh, I just had an internal battle. I thought to myself, well, who, who wins a game between the Cowboys and South? And I, I personally think the Cowboys would win it. Well, I probably think we as well. But I also thought that last year, and they let um, me down. So I'm just going to stick. Yeah, with... Yeah, it's a new year. I'm not going to. I'm, I'm not going, going off what with, happened last year. Yeah, but I'm going to stick with what's reliable, and I'm also going to stick with a coach that I trust. I just think that it looks like they might have um, injury problems, and you know, every team gets <clears throat> gets a year that's plagued by injury. Um, it sort of seems to cycle around, it looks like this year might be the year that the Rabbitohs just get stung with injury. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's already started before a ball's even been kicked. They've got Reddy and Takiri as backup, like, you know, a bit of veteran status, but I'm sure they might be able to patch up maybe a wing spot. Uh, Alex Johnston, I didn't mind the look of him out of their 20 system in the nines in the backs. Aaron Gray, he's played cup and still eligible for 20s. He's one to look out for. The, the forward depth is probably uh, a bit lighter again. But, uh, you know, Chris Gresmore, he was supposed to be a beast up the Cowboys. Had an injury last year. Yeah. Uh, the Rabbitohs picked him up opportunity. He's one of those ones I look at with Maguire and think it'll be more of a Bellamy job. I think he can turn him into what he needs to be. Nathaniel Neal, there's big raps on him. Uh, Kyle Turner, so, you know, they've had to do the same thing as all these big clubs, a couple of dollar dazzlers. Mm-hmm. But if they can turn one of those two in and the injuries are OK, I think it's simply the halves. They just need the halves to stay healthy from this point on. They can't afford to lose Reynolds and Kiri. Otherwise, yeah, they'd be thrown in absolute disarray. Mm. And, uh, yeah, the Burgess factor, I suppose, that's what we haven't touched on. Well, he's now leaving. Is that going to affect... Is their premiership window closing? Like, I think if Burgess is going... If Burgess is going, it's yeah, it's closing. If Especially if they're going to reinvest all the well, money. What about their 20s? What, what's what's in their 20s? Uh, Cameron McInnes is a 9. Aaron Gray, like I said, is a centre. And then you've got Array Simone. He's only 18. He's a fullback. So really, there's not too much yeah. coming on that I mean, side. Any, any side with Inglis and, they always, and Kiri yeah, and, and Luke, Luke are going to be relevant. We haven't even talked about Luke yet. Are going to be relevant. Um, I'd, the, the Burgess loss, I know a lot of South fans are upset about it, but it's not a it's not a massive deal, especially if you can take the money that he was on and get Fafita for the same price. Fafita's probably a, a forward on the way up. Burgess... Burgess, you know, he's been great for the NRL. He's, he's good off the field and, and all that, but he does miss a lot of games. And well, last year, suspension, suspension and, he got a bit loose, and the um, first couple of years he had some injuries. I mean, obviously, Fafita's probably in a similar mould. He's that loose character. But he hasn't been he's suspended. He's got a bit, of, um, a bit of dirt in his game. But I, I, if you said to me, as a South fan, you can have either Fafita or Burgess, I'd probably put them on the same, same level. I think for, uh, Burgess probably offers you a little more... Do you think Burgess has played his best football? His best football is behind him, whereas for Fafita's best football is ahead I think he can still him? play his best football, but I think it's the, the, the sideshow that everyone's sick of that's stopping him. He's yeah. in the media. They've got all his brothers over here. Well, he's mum. come out this week and said that he's, that's all going to stop. Well, like, that's he's not why, talking to the media at all. That's so. another reason why. I, I think that's a positive thing. That's right? why I'm not taking him out of the top four. Yeah. I From think, a coaching point of view, I, you if, know, I, know, I know the media if he's, aren't going to like if it. If he's but, coming here, is the Burgess that arrived from Bradford. Where that's what I'm saying. You barely, I haven't really seen it. You barely saw him on the media, and a few times they talked to him, and he was just like, yeah, how are you going? Yeah. If that Burgess is the one that's this year saying he's not going to talk to the media, I can't take him out of the top four. Because when he's on his well, own if he has team, a big year. him and Sonny Bill are kind of like two guys worldwide that I look at on that kind of day where he's nuts. And if he shuts his mouth and does does the job, I think they're easily going to still be um, on top The other four. one for me is Adam Reynolds. He, he really struggled last year. At back the back end of the year, he struggled. And that put a lot, lot more pressure on Johnny Sutton to create in the halves. And it just, the South attack really fell away, I thought. 
Um, they they got that win over Melbourne in the uh, in the qualifying final uh, at ANZ, and uh, they then lost another preliminary final. It's back to back preliminary finals that Maguire's lost. So there's a little bit of pressure there now that you, you've eventually got to you've got to cash in. If you if you're landing in the top four, you're making preliminary <coughs> finals. Uh, the pressure that he's going to be there now. It's right. also on the players as much as Maguire. I think Maguire's oh, it's definitely. It's, it's the whole thing. That, hurt, that hurdle is down to them. They're the ones who can't get out of that hurdle. He's got them there. He's taken them to the promised land. They've dominated during the season. He's turned uh, you know, youngsters and some other guys into rep players, but they're the ones who have to find that last bit in their minds that says, all right, we should be in the grand final. Yeah. But uh, as far as predictions are concerned, I'm putting them second. I think they could fall. Like you said, I reckon they could be around fifth or sixth if things went horribly wrong, but... As long as Inglis is there, Luke's there, Sam's going to be quiet, and you know if Reynolds is healthy, even without Kiri and a bit of a lack of depth, I think um, I can't. It, it, it might tumble a little bit. I think between them, Manly and Melbourne is second, third, and fourth. Yeah, but I'm going to I'm going to back them to finish second again. I've got them coming fifth. I think they'll finish outside the top four. Um, you're already seeing signs that they've they've got injury problems. Uh, Kiri for me is a big loss, uh, as Sutton's going to have to then go into the into the halves or or walk up. Two guys who Walker's untested there and um, Sutton. It's obviously not his preferred position. So uh, for me, you've also got the sideshow of the, the Sam Burgess. There's already sort of rumblings um, about disagreements between him and uh, him and Maguire. So I, it just there's enough coming out of there to tell me that they might slide a little. I, I definitely don't think they'll uh, they're going to slide out of the eight altogether. They're too good of a roster. You can't with um, that spine. It's not happening. No, so I've got them fifth, but it could easily be uh, fourth or third. I don't, I don't think they'll have a, as many wins as what they did last year. They they had eighteen wins, six losses through the regular season last year. I think that'll decline. Yep. So what odds have we got? But we'll give you some odds for them to win the, pre- the premiership. They're seven dollars minor premiership, five fifty. To land in the top four, they're a dollar eighty. To land in the top eight, they're a dollar twenty. Uh, to miss the top eight, they're four dollars twenty five, and to win the spoon, they're one hundred and one to one. Well, top four is probably the only one I'd bet on there. Yeah, and even a dollar eighty, it's not good enough odds for me to, to back them to land in the top four. Mm. Uh, and the over under is at seventeen and a half. Now, last year, as I just said, they won eight, they went eighteen and six through the regular season. I see that declining, so I'm going to go the under. The under is a dollar sixty-seven. The over to win eighteen games or more is two dollars and fifteen cents. Fair enough. What well, are you going to go over under? How many games was it? Seventeen and a half. Seven and a half. I'm going to go under. Yeah. I reckon they probably win 15, 16, yeah. somewhere around there. That's if things went really well and uh, no more injuries happened. I'd probably have a similar deal as Manly Melbourne. I think they'll be around that kind of mark. Yeah. But, uh, moving on to first from 2013, the minor premiers, the premiers, and uh, probably the best chance since Melbourne's cheating years, obviously, uh, to be able to go back-to-back, I think, is the Sydney Roosters. Definitely. They are... Uh, Massive, massive chances. I um I had my questions over them last year. Obviously, the the rookie coach, the ill discipline, uh, just the fallout and the how long it'd take Trent Robinson to clear out the mess that um, was the departure of Brian Smith. But uh, what a tremendous job he did! Uh, what a tremendous roster they've built. Uh, how well did Sonny Bill Williams come back? How well did uh, he develop? Uh, James Maloney, Mitchell Pearce, Jake Friend, uh, a lot of these young kids, you know, they've unearthed Tupo, uh, Roger Tuivasa-Sheck. They've got a brilliant young roster that's on the up. Um, and as you said, they are massive chances of going back-to-back this year. I think their roster's better this year. Um, you know, they've obviously had a, a disruptive preseason. Everyone's going to say that. But for me, uh, they really look the real deal. 
Yeah, no, they, they were dominant last year. They've only lost one player from the grand final 17. Luke O'Donnell, he was the old man. And he's and not a real massive loss, is he? When you, especially when you look at who replaced him. I think, he, I think he, played, better. he played pretty well, but he blocked out Dylan Napa. Uh, Kane Evans was injured all last year. He was even more highly rated than Napa. So they've yeah. got those two, plus Remy Casti, a bloke you had at the Catalan Dragons. So they've already got three replacements for him and Martin Kennedy, who, you know, he's a bit slow and had some injury problems. Other losses that actually played some first grade, there wasn't really anyone. Like Seliawini and Oldfield played like one or two games, and Arona played a couple of games. But yeah. even in losing that depth, you've got those other two or three guys that are already there. Tiao Tiao Moga, the centre, he had massive wraps on him. He's back from injury, so I doubt he'd be pushing for a start, but that gives you a bit of depth. Uh, young Meehan, the big boxer who's played SG Ball in 20s last year, he's another massive forward who they all give wraps. Uh, around the mould of Sonny Bill, which is a pretty huge rap for a young kid. Yeah. Players pushing through, so I don't know what else you're supposed to say. They're just absolutely loaded. they got Origin Halves, uh, international centre paired with Michael Jennings, who's an international centre. Minichel at the back proved us all wrong. Normal we'll calling for Sheck to go back there. He's the face of the game this season. Mm. Uh, and yeah, Rhea Hargraves, Moa, Friend, Sonny Bill, Cordner, Guerra. It's ridiculous. The it's- one stat that... Uh- Raised my eyebrows when I was going through some, obviously, magazines. And the one that I like out of uh, Nick Tedeschi's punters guide is that the record in close games. And, yeah, if you have a look at that from year to year, if you win a lot of close games one year, you often lose a lot of close games a year after. It just, you know, the law of averages says that that, that stat's going to flip. And last year they, they went 6-1 and one in, in close games. But um, if that is to regress a little bit um, and that falls away... They're obviously not going to win as many games as what they did. I, I don't think Trent Robinson's going to put a massive uh, a massive amount of importance on winning the minor premiership, whereas last year I felt as though them and South really wanted to win the minor premiership. I think you might find that the Roosters just slip into Melbourne manly mode and, and worry more about landing in the top four, just I, getting themselves fit healthy in the finals. A lot more weapons at the moment to allow them to, to be number one. Yeah, but I think especially with the fact that, you know, tonight's game, they've obviously got the World Cup challenge. Yeah, um, they didn't have to travel, so they've got It doesn't matter. Traditionally, it takes a lot out of teams. And I know out of that, yeah, not having to travel is a massive, massive advantage. And uh, you hear a lot of coaches from teams that that defended the premiership that have had to go over to England uh, and defend it just say how much that takes out of them in the first, you know, uh, section of the premiership, the first eight rounds. So um, it'll just be interesting to see how the Roosters start the year. Uh, the obvious question is they they only used twenty five players last year, mm. which is incredible. Uh, that that is sure to increase. But you then look at their squad depth. They've got plenty of depth in their squad. So uh, any potential issues that I see in the Roosters, I, I also see them being able to fix, um, unless obviously they they get an incredible amount of injuries to key players. That's the only thing that I can see really shooting them down. Well, that's the only thing that can shoot them down. There's just there's too many there, and that's the other. Like they picked up other kids as well that are on the up. Jackson yeah. Hastings, his father played there back in the day. Kevin Hastings, he's the probably Peter O'Sullivan rated as the best halfback he's seen in the younger age groups in God knows how long. Curtis Norton they took from Bradford as another fullback. Yeah, another 18 year old kid. They took the top try scorer from Canberra's 20 system. Uh, CSC Tokiaho from the Warriors. So not only if they've got good experience depth they've taken some good kids as well so Definitely. if anyone does need to come in along with some of the veterans they've got sitting behind I'm, there's just no weakness here the only thing that can stop them from winning the comp is a severe amount of injuries or just imploding internally yeah I, I don't know about 
winning the comp, like winning the comp, it's a different competition once the finals start. You know, anyone in that top four can win it. Um, last year they they banked their uh, their check, so good on them. It, you know, you don't know what's going to happen this year. Look at how the Cowboys have gone out the last two years. It's just it is a lottery sometimes, but you've got to get yourself a ball, don't you, in the lotter? Yeah. So, but they're not the Cowboys uh, either. This side no, I understand that. I'm just saying that stacked. The you know you look at the record of the Premiership over the last twenty years and it's been yonks since someone's gone back to back. It was yeah. the Broncos in the, the you know the early nineties. Ninety two, ninety three. Melbourne have threatened since. Manly have threatened since. And look at the great side that Melbourne had. Um, yeah, does, Man, this, Man does this does this roster rival the better teams that Melbourne had? I think it probably does. It's it's probably the equal to the the great rosters that Melbourne had. So and Manly, Manly were there. Manly as well. Back to back grand finals. Um, they're building a similar sort of roster in terms of key players and um, dominant players in the in the league so uh, and the crazy thing for me is that they were only 7th in metres gain last year I, I think that stat's going to improve because I think I their think, forward pack's better I think that's because they've capitalised they were more opportunities or yeah they, had, they scored know. a lot of long distance tries I think but all I'm saying is I think that stat's going to improve if that stat improves they were first in points scored I think they're probably going to score more points this year than what they did last year potentially well I've got them coming first so same. I, I can't. I'm looking for a reason, um, you know, to doubt them, but well, you, you can't. It's, it's either going to be injuries or a typical they Roosters. They went five and two against the top four. They went eleven and three against the top eight. That record is a consistent, um, you know, standard that they've set. Well, it's, yeah, like it's, it's not a fluke. There's it's, only, there's it's only two things they're, that are stopping them, and In, they're going to get better. Injuries, the only thing can stop them, or a typical. Flip like they've had a couple of times where they've had a new coach, they've gone well for a year, then the year after they've imploded, had people on the drink, had issues. But I don't see that happening with this group. Um, do you think uh, two of us are Sheck's injury? Uh, he looks like he's going to be not worried about it. He was supposed to be playing this weekend. They've done the smart thing compared yeah. to what they did with the World Cup. They've let him go. Uh, him being out, it's not really a big issue because Orbison comes in, plays the centre, he's a great hole runner, and Kennedy goes to the wing. So, yeah, again, they've got depth, depth there. Depth is not an issue, but All right. uh, that wraps it up. So now we'll go through. I'm going to go through the odds first. Yeah, we'll do. So we both got them coming first um, to win the premiership. They're five dollars. I think that's pretty good odds. Minor premiers, uh, three dollars fifty. To land in the top four, they're a dollar fifty-five. To land in the top eight, they're a dollar fifteen. To miss the top eight, they're five dollars. To win the spoon, they're a hundred and one to one, and rightfully so. Last year they went eighteen and six. Their total win line over or under is seventeen and a half. What do you think? Over. So to go over to win 18 games, at least they're a dollar seven. I reckon they'll win 18. Um, and to go under, they're a dollar eighty. I'm backing to win 18. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go under. Just I think they'll win 17 games. Well, somebody's gonna win more than 7, 8, 18 games every season. It happens. With I'll, go two teams. I'll go over. Everyone I'll go over. Everyone we've picked so far has been around 15. We haven't given anyone that. I think if anyone's gonna win, so if that's the case, then we're. You know, really saying that they're probably going to win the minor premiership. Pretty much. So I, I don't see any reason. Like I said, I'm that high on this squad that it's just simple and straightforward. Major injuries or internal implosion, and he goes the only two things I could see tearing this apart. Yeah. But uh, the job he did last year and reining them all in, I don't think they're going to lose any of their focus. That's for sure. Yeah. I think they'd be really keen uh, to turn this into a back-to-back winning premierships. But now we've gone through all of our previews. We'll give both our ladders. So my 2014 ladder. The Roosters first, South Sydney Rabbitohs second, uh, the Manly Seagulls third, the Melbourne Storm fourth, North Queensland Cowboys fifth, the New Zealand Warriors sixth, the Penrith Panthers seventh, the Canterbury Bulldogs eighth, the Cronulla Sharks ninth, 
10th is the Brisbane Broncos, 11th the Newcastle Knights, Gold Coast Titans in 12th, uh, St. George Illawarra Dragons in 13th, the Parramatta Eels in 14th, 15th is the West's Tigers, and uh, last place I've got the Canberra Raiders. Alrighty, my top eight is the Roosters, the Cowboys, Storm, Manly, Souths, Panthers, Warriors, Bulldogs, and then missing the eight, um, obviously in order down the ladder from 9th to 16th, I've got the Sharks, Dragons, Broncos, Knights, Titans, Eels, Tigers, and Raiders. Well, that's both our ladders, 1-16 to 16 for 2014. So now it's time for the predictions. Much like last year, we've got uh, our thoughts on who's going to be the premiers, who's going to be the minor premier, uh, the spooners, our dark horse, a team to rise, a slider, somebody fall down, a Dalian medalist, top point scorer, top try scorer, and our sporting bet, $100 last bet. So if you're down to your last $100, who would you be backing? What would you be backing? It could be absolutely anything. But starting off with your premiers, Brock. Uh, the Roosters. Yeah, well, I think I've gone there. Hard to go past them. For the exact same reason. And at this time of the year, it's easy to look at the paper and say that. But uh, all things going well happens. again, it's going to be pretty bloody hard to stop them from winning the comp. And minor premiers, I think. I've also got them winning that. Yep, well, I've got the Roosters as well. The Spooners. Raiders. Yeah, well, I've got the Raiders as well. I think it's going to be hard here for the men down there in the capital. What about your Dark Horse? Uh, the Warriors and the Cowboys. I've got the Cowboys to finish second, obviously. And I just think the Warriors will make the eight. I think they're both um, pretty good bets to, to land in the eight this year. There's no excuses for either. No, nah, well, the Warriors are my Dark Horse. I think uh, same deal. Tompkins coming over, Townsend, and the only one they really lost is Taylor. They've got a lot of good kids coming through again, and Matt Elliott should lose his job if they don't do something this season. Yep. Uh, your slider. The Knights. Well, it's funny, we're almost on a wavelength here. I've got the Knights as well to slide. The Jared Mullen thing, I think, hurts a lot. And uh, Well, even before that, I had them sliding. I just, I don't know. I didn't really rate their roster last year. I don't think their roster's got any better. No, so, well, they I, they've got a great back line. Their forward pack's ageing. Uh, they don't really have a hooker, so mm. that's sort of my issue. And now, you obviously, you lose Jared Mullen. I think Jared Mullen's got a real settling inf- influence over... Um, young Tyron Roberts as well. It's going to put a lot of pressure on Boyd, who's hot and cold. So yeah. I see them sliding. Yep. Well, what about your Dahlia medalist? Uh, Jonathan Thurston, I think he's, he won the golden boot. I didn't think he had a real good season last year. He, he finished fairly high up the Dahlia um, medal count. Um, I think he's going to have a dominant season, and uh, I see him winning the medal. Well, I've got Cherry Evans again. Uh, last year, I've explained this to a lot of people, you look at origin time, he missed out on the medal by one point, and don't get me wrong, I was very happy that it was Cooper Cronk, but Playing during Origin, they get points now. I think Cronk got a couple, a pair of ones. DC on the bench couldn't get points. Do you think they should get points during Origin? I don't, but then at the same time, it hurts those guys' chances when they miss out in club footy. So it's fair enough, but Cherry Evans being on the bench... Well, I think it makes a pretty good bloody argument for standalone Origin. Cherry Evans on the bench is what hurt him from winning the medal. If he's playing club footy, I think he beats Cronk. uh, It's a bit messy with it. He just keeps getting better. I think uh, he'll be even better again this year, so Cherry Evans for me. Well, see, at least I I sort of know at least Thurston will score points during Origin because he's obviously going to be starting if he's healthy. You're probably hoping that either Cronk or Thurston... Are injured. I'm not, I'm not hoping Evans. that Cronk's injured, I can tell you that. No, but I mean, obviously that's going to help you bet. Yeah, but either way, I still think he'll do enough uh, during the regular season. He's pretty dominant for Manly, but what about your top point scorer? Uh, I've gone Jamie Lyon, but I also like Mick Gordon, so I'll probably have a tenner on both of them. Yeah, well, um, Mick Gordon, I've just got questions over how many how many points uh, the Sharkies will, will score, and obviously his fitness, but he, he went through the season last year um, with full fitness. Lyon, obviously, he's going to score plenty of tries, and 
if his goal kicking percentage in, uh, increases, he'll he'll be right up there, I guess. Well, I had Maloney last year, and I think he'll be around it again because he's a great try sneaker. He's very short, but isn't he? he's four dollars. You know, I backed him last year at nine, and it was a cracker. But this yeah. year, I'm going to go Sean Johnson. He's at about eight. Uh, he scores some tries. His goal kicking is pretty solid, but I think he'll have uh, more opportunities this year with the side that they've got. So he's my yeah. top point scorer. But, uh, what about your top try scorer? Uh, Michael Jennings. I just think the Roosters will probably they're going to score uh, the most points. Um, I think Jennings is on the favourable edge for the Roosters. Um, so I see a lot of traffic going down that edge, um, and he's going to have plenty of opportunities to score tries. So I'll say Michael Jennings. Well, I'm going to go George Tafua just because that back line is like clockwork, and uh, the bloke he's just got a great ability to finish. He's a good kick returner. He gets out dummy half. He, he makes opportunities as well as the ones he gets on the wing. So yeah. uh, he's pretty safe and reliable. But I think Mansour is like $51. I've got a bit of a bet on him. He had a a hot run at the end of last year. He's another one I'd be looking at if you want a bit of value. I think Idris will uh, give him some opportunities, the big man, if he stays healthy. So uh, last up is if you had your last $100 and you could bet on anything uh, during the season, so whether it be a team to finish in the top four or get the spoon or whatever, what would you put that $100 on? Um, I'd have it on the Roosters to be the top New South Wales team. They're 275. That just basically means that they've got to beat home uh, South and Manly, which I think they will. The Bulldogs, Newcastle, Cronulla, Penrith, St George, Parramatta West. But um, I see their real competition in South and Manly. I think the Roosters have clearly got better side, uh, a better side than um, than those two. So two seventy five hundred on that. Um, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, well, my last hundred dollars would be either the Storm or Manly to make the top four at two dollars ten. I think uh, either one of them you'd be pretty confident that they were going to get the job done for you mm. and uh, not a bad return. At least you get the W cash. But uh, that wraps us up, 2014. Given uh, all our thoughts, all our predictions, it's uh, yet to be seen what's going to happen. Looking forward very much to the season, but uh, we'll see how it plays out from 1 to 16 as well as all our predictions here. But uh, for now, keep your eyes peeled for these. Keep your ears ready to go. Spread it to your friends. Get on iTunes and like it. Share it. Give it a review if you want. And uh, keep your eyes out for our next podcast, which will be our guest one. We'll have MJ on, get his thoughts on the season, as well as Mr. Gossip. And uh, we'll have Nick Tedeschi on about his 2014 punters guide. But for now, if you want to hit us up on Twitter, it's at fifth and last. That's the letter N, not the word end. Uh, the email is fifth and last podcast at hotmail.com. And on Facebook, head up to the search bar and type in fifth and last NRL podcast. But for now, guys, enjoy, and uh, we'll speak to you soon. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.